welcome back to Big Mood, everybody. We are Hi. in a brand new set. Yeah. Missing one of our core members. <laughs> yeah. Like, who is here? Uh, I'm Nikki. I'm Tiff. And Jess. And we are missing Gina Cochina. Yeah. We are missing her <laughs> even though we are filming in her house. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's like in the next room, honestly. <laughs> After Jess and I both flew in from other states last night. Yep. Uh, we came to we came to the set and like five minutes before we showed up, which none of us got a text for, or we just didn't know. Uh, we found out that Gina got a text saying that someone she worked with had tested positive for Omicron. And uh, so we were like, okay, what do we do? And she's just been quarantining. Yeah. In her like, own room. In her own room. In her she house. She doesn't come here. Mm-hmm. Across the hall. With the mask on if if we do see her face. Yeah. And, and she can't get tested right now because they're all at a shortage for tests. So yeah. we don't know if she has it or not. Yeah, she we don't know. She could be completely safe and negative, but we don't know. We're she seems chances. fine. But yeah. We, yeah. Have a, we have a pregnant lady here. So yeah. She's, she's sitting out of our episode today. I actually got... Omicron myself in December. How was it? Because you haven't had any of I I was like the person on Instagram talking about how I had COVID COVID for two years. Did you feel left out? Did you feel kind of left out? No, I was like, I'm better than all of (laughs) y'all. I'm superior. I I am the chosen one. I have superior genes. Um, My Pfizer, it uh, expired exactly as the CDC said it would. (laughs) And I immediately got Omicron like on my seventh month at post vaccination. So I was like, shit. I was kind of getting to the point where I was like, do they even know what they're talking about? I don't know if they even know what they're talking about. And then uh yeah, no, I was like, I'm not gonna get boosted. If Omicron is lighter, I'll just get it naturally. And then I was honestly very much regretting it as I was sick for those two weeks. So don't recommend doing that. I would recommend getting a booster. The universe shot. was like, careful what you wish yeah, for. I was like, yeah. You think you're strong, bitch. You're about to cry for two weeks. Um but yeah, no, I've I'm fully recovered now. I'm on like day twenty. My sense of smell came back. I'm still coughing a little bit, still sniffling a little bit, but my energy's back. Good. I don't think I have the brain fog, but I you know, you know you don't really know when yeah. you're kind of slow or dumb. So we'll see. I oh, don't know. I, I feel like uh I feel like having COVID last year or I guess two years ago because it's now 2022 before it even yeah, was well, COVID no no that was 2019 but yeah you had that one too right yeah but 2020 was now <laughs> two years ago yeah, yeah 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 no there was in 2019 before it was officially announced <laughs> all of JK got it including Nanta, yeah. and except for Jess because I am superior and Steve <laughs> thought he was gonna die like yeah. everyone thought they were gonna die it was like crazy yeah. and it was wasn't even around yet like, like Isaac's even gonna be left COVID. without a mother yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then we got diagnosed for bronchitis. I had a fever for like a week and a half. Yeah. Like it was nuts. And then we got diagnosed for bronchitis. But then 2020, a year later, we got officially diagnosed with COVID round two. And then 2021, I guess I skipped it. I thought I got Omicron after I closed on the house in Vegas, but I tested was and it was like negative. Was that like November or something? Yeah, it was right before that, that was Thanksgiving. Like, I don't think it was really spreading quite then. Yeah, I but I was in airports. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, but it, it, I had all the symptoms. I felt like, but uh, but yeah, I tested negative. Um, I just was really the, the really tests sick. aren't fucking working though. Yeah, I don't honest. know. The rapid test is bad. yeah, because you said you tested like three I tested times? I had two false negatives before I got a positive. Mm. Once my sense of smell left no me, I was like. This is it. Like, you fucking... <laughs> don't tell me I don't have it. Don't, don't, don't fucking gaslight me. I know that I have it now. They're like, fine, you can come in the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just need to be validated. My experience needs to be validated. Stop telling me I don't have COVID. <laughs> but the brain fog thing, 
I think it was a real thing because I would just fall out and space out on words mid sentence. Like I knew what I was trying to tell you. It was I just could not have yeah, the see, English I am word superior for it. because I don't think I've had that. And then <laughs> but now every time I get that, I'm like, it was COVID. It was a COVID after effect. It's a long, it's long COVID. It's not my You'll fault. You'll never have yeah. a brain fog because of you. It's not because of my intelligence. Never. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's long COVID. It's not because you don't know the word for that thing. It's just yeah. <laughs> I have a vast vocabulary. It's oh. just. Long COVID, you know? Yeah, yeah. You just can't <laughs> reach it anymore. I have a big vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a big, big vocabulary. Huge, yeah, yeah. huge one. <laughs> it's very big and it's big. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. So I, uh, I'm i looking forward to this very short honeymoon period of not worrying about anything. I'm going to fucking go balls to the wall in the bars. Oh my God. I'll probably catch the flu or something else. Yeah, exactly. But, you know. Other diseases are like, oh, yo, we <laughs> yeah, yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go collect them all. I'm going to get herpes. I'm going to get, like, I'm just going to go collect anything I can. You're like my immune licking system urinals. To the, yeah, yeah. Like, There's another I'm tired one called, of being trapped. I think there's a new variant. Oh, Florana. <laughs> no, it's that one, but another one. It's called like oh. IHU or something. And I saw it on Instagram. Someone commented like, Damn, now it's the fuck the I hate you virus yeah. variant. <laughs> or it's like, what the fuck? Is that the one from France? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Or it's but a joke it's maybe. just like, there's just so many variants that like, what happened to the regular flu? Like, the I don't know. It's still going now around because like people are getting the flu and Corona at the same yeah. time. What? Yeah. You can get them at the you same get time? A, yeah, you can get a number of diseases at yeah. the same a time. A flu orgy? Like a- yeah. <laughs> you can get all kinds of stuff. Oh I got, you know, for, honestely, with the amount of people I've slept with, I probably got a lot of things floating in my body <laughs> too. So. Cocktail. Of I got viruses. a cocktail of all kinds of people's bacteria <laughs> in my body. Jesus, just kidding. Don't move to Texas, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Don't move to Austin. Yeah. I'll get you. Texas and Florida. Yeah. Just stay away. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. That's so true. Move to Vegas because it's really safe. Sure, <laughs> Vegas is the clean place. That's where all the Texans to. and Floridians come to. <laughs> all the Californians. Went that to is Vegas. a melting pot. We got a lot of New Yorkers in Texas. Actually, I would think they would all go to Florida. But we did. I think we got half and half. Like California and New York are coming to Austin. I met a lot of people. From oh New yeah. York. Oh, there's definitely a lot of Californians that moved to Vegas. But tourist wise, I was like, oh, you know, yeah. Texans and Floridians, for sure. People that <laughs> the, don't the care about travel. Yeah. And they're like, but where can we travel cheaply? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, nice. What else is new? I freaking love living in Vegas, though. It's your honestly, house is insane. I haven't seen it in person, but just the pictures and the videos. Like I watched. Yeah, I, it looks I so feel nice. like a stalker now because <laughs> yeah. I watched your vlog, like a the first undecorated. Uh, oh house yeah, tour. the like the empty, empty house, house empty house tour. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm just like the videos that you sent me and us in the group chat and stuff. I'm yeah, like, honestly, like I I walk around it and. I'm like, this is my dream house yeah. and I don't know how to process it because yeah. it's yeah. just too much of a good thing where I'm like, I visualized something like this for so yeah. long, now like you have over it, a year. And I'm like, I can't believe Do I live here. Do you worry about here. losing it? Because I feel like when I get something I try that not I really, to. Yeah. really love, Deep I get down, so scared. Yeah. Deep down, I think I that's depressed. what it is. Yeah. But I'm trying not to think that way because those are like intrusive thoughts and it's yeah. like, you don't want to be Manifest a self-fulfilling that. prophecy. Yeah. Exactly. But um, yeah, it's incredible. The house itself, every room I go into, I'm like, oh my God, I love this room. Oh my God, I love it's this room. It's the windows. Every, yeah. yeah. And every the height, ceiling. the ceilings and yes. the windows make and the, view. the room. You have a view yeah, of the, the lake. Yeah, the view and like, the view of the lakes and then the view of the trees. There's so many different types of trees. And then there's just all, they're all the Spanish tiling rooftops. It really feels like California. Mm-hmm. It's like the nicest neighborhood I've ever been to in California. Yeah. But I'm, uh, somehow I can afford to live there yeah. in, in Vegas. Um, and then I also think about how 
we almost didn't make an offer on that house. And I'm so glad you did. Yeah, I was the Jess reason was why the one. I pushed you to do that. <laughs> I was it. like, why the fuck aren't you making this offer? I'm like, I don't know. Like, the, it's, I don't know. The floors aren't exactly like what? <laughs> I was like, bitch, look at this <laughs> house. And she look at this Harley Davidson inspired house. And I was like, ew. <laughs> I think it was maybe self-sabotage. Like, yeah. I didn't feel like I deserved, deserved something yeah. that nice. Yeah, and so I was like, there's gotta be something wrong with it. Like, and You're like, I, I don't know if my energy is aligning to this house. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, yeah, just get the fucking house. I was like, it's also Mercury Retrograde. I yeah. really shouldn't sign anything in Mercury no, Retrograde. you in particular should, though. Yeah. Because you were born during a Mercury Retrograde. This is true. I was, it's I'm supposed special. to be good for you. I'm born during a it retrograde. Worked. It worked. It's true. Yeah. And we bought our condo during retrograde, too. And I loved our condo. Um, and that was the other thing, too, is I wasn't sure if I was emotionally ready, like, let go of our condo. And then I saw that place and I was like, this is I'm in love. Like, I'm yeah. just like, this was my soulmate house. And then walking around the neighborhood, there's like all these little like peaceful lake areas that are really private because you're mm. only you have to have a key to get in and you're, you can only be a resident to be there and they have like benches on the water and then ducks swim up to you and like it's bunnies like are hopping tale. by and I'm like, like where am I? <laughs> there's like a kayaker Oh you know you, did, you didn't know like we actually all died last year <laughs> Yeah This isn't this is oh, the real. afterlife yeah. simu- This is the simulation this is the, the simulation has started Yeah <laughs> Wonderful I yeah. like the simulation yeah, a yeah. lot um, That's what they want you to feel happy You got the premium package yeah. Yeah. It does on like like when I'm trying to process it, I was trying to tell Steve like last year I had this. Have you guys seen the movie Office Space? It's kind of old now. Yeah. No. Okay. But you guys are in the age range. Well, Tiff's not in the age range. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Office Space for those of you who haven't seen it, rent it. It's a good movie. Um, rent but- it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Blockbuster. <laughs> Showing me our age. I say hour because we're like the same age. Make sure to rent things. before you watch it. You can yeah. rent on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I'm young. <laughs> <laughs> well they're in the movie the whole premise is this guy um the, the main guy he is mid hypnotic mid hypnosis because like he's getting hypnotized so he can quit smoking or something i can't remember why he was yeah. getting hypnotized but the hypnotist dies in the middle and this happens in the beginning of the movie so a spoiler but he dies in the middle of the hypnosis and so the guy's like permanently hypnotized oh, shit. and he just realizes how much he doesn't give a shit about anything yeah and he's going to his office every day and he's like why do i give a shit about any of this so he just starts That's doing me, actually <laughs> yeah and so he just starts doing the things he wants to do like he just does like what do i really want to do and that fucking happened to me last year mm-hmm. i think i just was like what is this? Like we're yeah. in like what are we some even weird <laughs> thing, yeah. and I just stopped. I'm like, what's real? It kind of just went mm-hmm. like that, and then I was like, what if I just we just did like what f- we want to do, and it feels good, and I think it like led to this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like I'm how am I living this like dream life mm-hmm. place? And yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm still processing it because it feels like I'm retired. Uh, like I wake up and I yeah. and I like what I do for work and mm-hmm. then after work I go play poker and then I like meditate on a lake and there's bunnies and oh, that's awesome. I really like it a lot. You needed that and, after you know the last couple years that you had yeah, were a yeah. little difficult you know so. And for like a chronic workaholic like I really just didn't think I would be able to not work like I, mm-hmm. I like 
to work so much but it also stresses me out a lot and i just felt like if i ever stop working i just don't know who i am like i mm-hmm. just don't have an identity if i don't do you feel like you found working. a balance now with work or do you feel like yes. you're able to like tip even heavier on the other opposite end yeah i think that was all that's the, the goal and i think i'm getting closer and closer to it it's not like i don't give a shit about anything i do give a shit about everything and i gave a shit too much about everything yeah. and now there's this balance where it's like no you can give a shit and also enjoy life like you can have that balance of Mm -hmm. um of just finding joy in all the things like not like i have to get this done but like oh i get to get this done oh i actually like getting this done i forgot why i did it in the first place yeah yeah and that's like the ideal mentality right that you you get to reframe how you your perspective on life where it's like i don't have to do these things i get to do these things yeah that's totally something i'm trying to work towards (laughs) Uh like just like in general yeah like mentality wise it's like being more grateful yeah yeah especially like um in preparation for birth and like learning everything that i'm learning about like in order to have like a euphoric natural birth you really have to euphoric yeah like you really have you really have to start from a place of gratitude yeah it's a thing wait so the pain will turn to like euphoria yeah like um they call it the birth high that I've actually been learning about recently where it's so fucking fascinating. I was telling Nikki about this last night, but there's like, um, so when you create, when you have endorphins in your body, endorphins are natural pain blockers. Right. So you can actually go through labor without feeling pain and you can actually feel. Because your body kicks in to cover it. When uh, it's too yeah, much. Like the endorphin, okay. endorphins end up blocking like anguish or whatever, like pain, because at that point you're not experiencing it because if you're coming from a place of gratitude and like openness and like um happiness and just like euphoria feeling like you won't feel the opposite of that is being tense being scared being in pain um and just being like bracing for every contraction like just being in a really bad mental space like that that's what that's really what culturally we've been fed that labor is like oh my god the woman's screaming she's in so much pain like the kids ripping her apart like this is horrible that's why women are so scared to give birth because that's what we've been fed culturally and also that's because of the fact that that's been fed to us with the media with other people's stories and the reason why other people have these stories is because like it's just they're a bracing for it self-perpetuating yeah exactly like you're bracing for it you're really tense you're not prepared you're not happy you're not in a good place and when that happens like you're blocking all those good hormones that make it a euphoric experience so i i can imagine kind of what you're saying a little bit because i've seen a video of a water birth online mm-hmm. like between it was like a husband a wife and a doula or something mm-hmm. were the only ones there and she was giving birth in her tub or a midwife probably or midwife i don't know what it is but um yeah and it and it seemed very almost romantic and like sensual but not like in a sexy way but it was just like the like you could see that he was so involved with her like he was on the same like energy Mm -hmm. vibe as her and like she was going through it but she felt so it looked like she felt so like released yeah even before the baby had come out she was already kind of like she had released some sort of energy and it seemed very serene Mm -hmm. and sensual and like just very beautiful mm-hmm. and i'm like that raw. seems yeah like raw but like she she was in pain but then like he was able to comfort her so much and then like just the whole energy in the room was just so 
relaxed. Yeah, like having that safety. Yeah, and say yeah. So I'm like, I could see that, but that's not what I normally think of when I think of giving right. birth. Exactly. And I'm like, how did they create that space? Yeah. So in order to even obtain that, and that's like the work that like I'm really doing right now mm-hmm. to prepare for labor is detaching myself from that fear and like from other people's stories and because this is my first attempt at a natural birth like my previous birth was a c-section and that was like in a sense kind of traumatic like you know surgery can be traumatic and also not wanting to have that surgery yeah and finding out that i was gonna get it it wasn't a choice of mine so that really like made me feel um what's the opposite of empowered Whatever that is. Yeah. Weak. Yeah. Like, I have I a very that. vast vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> Weak. Disempowered. Yeah. I don't know. Disempowered. <laughs> not empowered. <laughs> yeah. yeah so if you then, don't know, just put a dis or a yeah. not. <laughs> Un- Unempowered. Unempowered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I really. So even like having all that in my own personal experience in my past, like and like just how I didn't have a great time at the hospital and like how I've learned about how the hospital procedures really set you up for intervention after intervention after intervention that leads you to C-section. And then just like finding out about in the U.S. having like be, out of all the first world countries, we have the highest maternal and infant mortality rate Jesus. because of like the practices and like how there's just like hospitals view um patients all patients and even pregnant women as like oh there's a problem we need to fix it like there's this there needs to be a solution but if you're perfectly healthy and that's great if you are in an emergency and you need yeah. a hospital like that's perfect that's exactly what they're trained for but if you're not at a high risk like you're you're not a high risk pregnancy you're not there's no complications with your actual pregnancy then or like even during your labor there's no reason to need so many interventions and be like, I need to fix you. You're a problem, you mm-hmm. know. And then that's what ends up happening. There doesn't need to be that urgency. Yeah, that, where like, it's like rush, exactly. It yeah. doesn't need to be an emergency. Like it's just like let like the physiological process of birth happen. Just like right. when you take a shit. Like do people tell you like if people tell you you need to take a shit right now. You need to push. You need to push really hard and get that shit out. Then you create you're not gonna, like you're those like, hemorrhoids. Yeah. And then, oh, guess what? We have a, a solution for your hemorrhoids. Now. Exactly. It's like, that's okay, exactly. Hand, more hands off. It's exactly yeah. the way I I see um, hospital birth now. And I just well, it's kind of like factory farming for babies, right? Yeah. Like they just do whatever they got to <laughs> do to get it like, out. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, we're on a schedule. Uh, we're going to induce you because now you're at 40 weeks, even yeah. though there's no medical reason to induce you. It's just that I'm about to go on vacation. Yeah. Like, you know, things like that. <laughs> when you said factory farming for babies, I pictured like exactly the whole process of them, like getting the baby out and then they start milking her. <laughs> like, I got to go home. <laughs> yeah. you're like, milk. Right, you get the milk. Not even, they'll get formula. Like they won't even respect Dude, I the keep seeing commercials that are like lawsuits for hospitals using the wrong baby formula oh, or dang, something what? like they're like did you use such and such did your baby get this formula while in the hospital call us we can sue and i'm like oh <laughs> shit like don't yeah. give your baby formula i don't know maybe you're not in the first week or something i don't know you know i've talked about if you this. can i don't know how that yeah works. if you can i don't know how that works yeah like i've talked about my distaste for hospitals mm-hmm. and my vlogs and people get offended because they're like yeah. well you know that was your experience it's like yeah exactly i'm talking about my experience like i guess i don't emphasize this enough when i'm talking about it in my vlogs but it's like if it's for you and you feel safer at a hospital go for it because that's the whole point is like yeah. as you're giving birth like you need to feel safe protected in a good environment in order for your body to even like be like oh body like okay we're good we're safe baby could come out cool let's get this baby out 
Because if you're not, like, in a hospital setting, there's bright lights. There's constantly people checking, like, vaginal checks. There's also checks. a ton of sick people in hospitals. And it's, like, yeah. very creepy, kind of. Um, yeah, and just, like, that constant interruption. And it interrupts the natural physiological process of birth. And so that's why they'll end up having, like, delayed labor. Or, like, they'll end up having to use forceps or a balloon or something to get the kid out because your body's shutting down and like there's just so many things that can be completely avoidable if the system was more respectful of the natural process of birth and yeah. like that's really what I'm learning a lot right now and yeah like there's just so much that I've been absorbing and I'm, I'm just really looking forward to giving birth and having this experience because like they really say it's like a rite of passage for a woman to like experience a completely natural <coughs> uninhibited um so you're not birth. doing the epidural or anything like that well so i'm giving birth at a birth center okay and they don't offer epidural there but they do offer laughing gas if i really wanted some sort of pain relief but that's what water is there for like water is a natural mm -hmm. pain relief yeah. reliever and also like breath work and like mm -hmm. just doing a lot of like mental internal work to trust my body and not have any fear and like yeah just, i mean hundreds of years women didn't yeah. have anything so yeah exactly it's possible certainly possible yeah and so like the notion that like our bodies need help yeah. to give birth is a little completely weird. Yeah. false yeah. like we're yeah, no other we were, species of animal yeah. needs help yeah we were designed perfectly like we were designed perfectly to give birth and yeah. there's no reason for us to ever fear that our bodies can't do it yeah. as soon as we get that tiny little like inception of of doubt that's when our bodies shut down we're like oh shit yeah you're right we yeah. can't do it yeah it's almost a little bit placebo it's like yeah. if you think you can you can if you think you can't you can't and right kind exactly. of creates that when it comes to looking good stitch fix has got you covered say goodbye to endless browsing and hello to fresh picks curated for your taste and size whether you need a date night dress or cozy loungewear stitch fix can help refresh your look you can schedule a fix and a stylist will send you five pieces that fit your style size and price range with no subscription required keep what you like and return the rest or if you like to shop but don't want to endlessly browse then check out stitch fix freestyle it's an online shop built just for you it's like having your very own clothing store to get started take a style quiz so stitch fix can learn your preferences from your favorite colors to preferred fits and price ranges it's the easiest way to get items that are just right for you from brands you know and trust like madewell and sanctuary it's time to get looks that are so you get started today by filling out your free style quiz at stitchfix.com big mood and take advantage of free shipping and returns. That's stitchfix.com slash big mood to try Stitch Fix. Stitchfix.com slash big mood. And when we were talking about mindset and mentality, uh, a lot of your fit fitness and health goals have a lot to do with your mindset. If you think mm -hmm. in your head like you can't do it or like you're weak or you can't go to the gym or you're not gonna be able to do that many setups or whatever, then you can't, it really does affect what your physical body is capable of. So mm -hmm. with Noom, they really do focus on this psychology-based approach to help people with their health and fitness goals as well as their relationship with food. It's totally different from all the other programs I've ever tried. And it teaches you how to be just more mindful of the way that you eat and give you the skills and knowledge that you need to build those like long-lasting positive habits. So it's not just like a crash diet where you're like, I'm giving up carbs for a month. It's like a long, how do you integrate yeah. this is my new lifestyle mm -hmm. and this is just what I do. I just am healthy. I just do healthy things. I form healthy habits and breaking those old habits. And you know, it's hard to break the habits that you don't 
even know you have. Like, so a lot of these are just like, mm -hmm. we've had them for so long, they're ingrained. Like for me, when I was um, first trying Noom, I didn't realize that I snack when I have anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like I don't snack when, like, cause I want to snack cause I'm hungry. I only snack when I'm like stressed out or like- I only like, eat brownies at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, I had to stop. That's yeah. definitely I didn't even realize it. It was like a comfort How do you blanket. just have brownies on hand? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if you order you from Domino's, you can get a whole oh, pizza-sized those... brownies. You don't cookie, talk about that. Cookie brownies. We're trying to break those habits. I know. <laughs> Another th reason is not having the temptation there yeah. to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> to, so I have to stop ordering yeah. large donut, large uh, things. Yeah, like what puts brownies. it in your brain? Like, I need to order this right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop, right. Habit. stop yeah. it. Yeah. Also, social situations, because I get some social anxiety, I would always have to have either a drink in my hand or a food in my hand or something like that I'm ingesting just to take away from yeah like my brain focusing on the how many people I'm interacting <laughs> with yeah. um so yeah uh, I, I feel like it's very helpful for integrating and they'll give you different tools to do that they also have different like um exercises and stuff that you can do and it's only 10 minutes a day it fits into everyone's lifestyle on your own terms no grueling early mornings or large chunks out of your day you know how like someone's like I gotta go to the gym but man it's gonna be like half an hour to get ready and then driving there and then parking and then doing the workout and then the after no 10 minutes a day you got this start building better habits for healthier long-term results sign up for your trial today at noom that's n-o-o-m.com slash big mood that's n-o-o-m.com slash big mood to sign up for your trial today yay so i'm really interested in this whole the natural birth thing my um sister-in-law was telling you mm -hmm. she's on her third child that she's done this water birthing way mm -hmm. and she goes to a center and she's super super pro this way of mm -hmm. doing things and it's awesome she's been trying to tell everybody about it um whereas like my other sister-in-law steve's biological sister is the opposite she's very when you're like if it's for you, it's for yeah. you. My other sister-in-law is a vet. So mm -hmm. she's a you know PhD. She's trained in yeah. the medical field. And so she's very like, I only feel comfortable at hospitals. Mm -hmm. And she actually had hemorrhaging her first birth. And she strongly feels that if she wasn't in the hospital, that it could have gone a different died, way. Yeah, because yeah, she was losing so much blood and they had to fix it within five minutes. And so... I get both sides. Like, it's mm -hmm. a scary thing. Either way, you have to feel really comfortable yeah. because... That's the key. Yeah. And my sister-in-law that had the hemorrhaging, that happened before the other sister-in-law had mm -hmm. her first child. So mm -hmm. I was asking her, I was like, cause she, I was like, are you still planning on doing like an yeah. actual birth? Because like this really scary thing happened. Like, we were all praying for yeah. her and everything. Scary. And um, and uh, the, the second sister-in-law was like, no, I just, in my heart, like, this is for me. Mm -hmm. Um... Whatever happens, happens, but I really truly feel like either way, I want it, I want to do it this way. And also yeah. good for you. Tiff has always been like very okay with dying. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm not afraid at all. Tiff's not afraid of, you know, the Reaper. That's so funny. she's like she wants to go out her own way. You know, so no, if it's meant to happen, no, I feel like you're okay with it. That's yeah, that that definitely helps as part of it. The fact that I'm okay with it, but also like Casey and I, we took this birth course. It's like an online birth course from this chick that I follow on Instagram and highly recommend it. It's called uh, pain free birth is her Instagram account. And that's where I learned a lot of this stuff where I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like we we're fed so many lies like culturally about birthing and stuff. But anyway, in this course, 
the very first thing that she unpacks is like le- like what's in your bag like your your bag of fears mm-hmm. around birth and like let's like write it out like she had me do like a whole list of all my fears that i'm um worried about with birth and she's like okay now like take those fears and realize like that's not your story that's not that doesn't have to continue to be your story if it was in your past and it doesn't have to be your story if it's someone else's that you're carrying inside your bag and so you just let it go you go like that's uh, I forgot her phrase but it's something about like well that was their story but it's not going to be mine yeah. and like you just detach yourself from it and it's like that's really where it starts it's like your your mental preparation to not be afraid is the biggest key and if you're going to be afraid giving birth at home or giving birth at a birth center or anywhere else that's not a hospital then the hospital's for you like go to the hospital yeah. it's gonna make you like feel you know better. where your anxiety yeah. is, is guiding you like in this direction or this direction like you seem to have more anxiety being in the hospital yeah setting. i actually that is my my story my story yeah. is i want everything in my power to stay out of a hospital like yeah. i really do not want to go also, there also that's your that's your truth and that's your choice that doesn't mean that that's a general truth so i don't understand why people would it like people be upset really, by your own people get choices. really attached to yeah. their beliefs as if it's part of their identity and when you have a opposing belief even if it's true to you it's like somehow an attack on them and they probably don't even know consciously why they feel so offended Mm -hmm. but it really is when this is for every subject like when you have a belief that has you've attached to your identity is when you start like getting super defensive if people have another opinion yeah and so it's important to check yourself if that's some if something that you've been judging other people on lately just because they have a different opinion than you it's probably something to do with you for sure attaching yeah. your identity to that belief that's true but yeah and like um the the craziest thing though about this whole thing about me preparing for birth and stuff is the fact that I, so I started off my pregnancy with going to a doctor, like my regular doctor, my OB that I would go get my pap smears with every couple of years or whatever. That's where I started my pregnancy. And then I started asking her questions after learning a lot from that Instagram account. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I should ask my doctor. Like, what are her thoughts on this? Like, what is her C-section rate? And like what like how many checks is she going to give me? Like, am I going to have a fetal monitor on me? That Am I going to be able to move? Like all these like things that I wanted to know about the birth. So I started asking her these questions and it was just like red flag after red flag after red flag where like she she got defensive every time I asked her something. She's like, you know, you don't have to be here if you don't want to. I'm like, girl, I'm not even okay, attacking you. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, it's a genuine question. Like, what is your C-section rate? And she was like, I don't know. It's like whatever the, the hospitals is like, I don't I don't really know. I'm like, you don't what? know how many C-sections you've done in this past month. And she goes, yeah, no, it's the hospital standard. Like whatever that is. I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. She got like, scared to answer those questions. I, yeah, mm-hmm. she got really um yeah, it was really nervous and like I said, really defensive. And also the way she even came in too, where it's like, oh my God, I can't wait. Next week I'm going on vacation. And oh, like, she's just really like... Not really... Where I was like, this is a different infested. doctor that I knew during my checkups. Like before, like she gave me vibes that she really cared. Like she was really like... Before you were pregnant? Yeah, before mean? I was pregnant. Okay. Like really like invested in listening to my questions and answering them like thoroughly, like completely different care that I got. Hmm. Um, but then once I got pregnant, like, yeah, like she switched her tune and I was like, okay, I'm out of here. Like, yeah. I don't want to do it. Didn't this. have anything to do with that. Maybe it just like, I feel like a lot of medical professionals now too are starting to get exhausted Probably, and yeah. like, yeah. just like, because then they have like, 
people fighting, you know, vaccines. Yeah, like sure. there's all kinds of stuff no, that they're she fighting sure with people her own constantly. Reasons. Yeah. So maybe Definitely. maybe it's not like you or like no, yeah. your I'm pregnancy. Not even, I'm not yeah. even saying that either. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. like, you just in general wouldn't want to be taken care exactly. of by someone that's... It's just her, her mindset towards her job maybe is not like in a place that makes you feel comfortable right now. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then so this particular clinic though too, like every time we'd go... I, I'd be there like earlier than my call, like, uh, what is it? Appointment time, like 10 minutes, not call time, like earlier than my appointment <laughs> time. time, like 10 minutes before my appointment yeah. time or whatever, or sometimes like <laughs> on my appointment time and they still make me wait a whole hour before seeing the doctor. So Dang. I'm like, Whoa. this office is a mess. Yeah. Like, it's just a lot of things, right? Anyway, that was my experience in the beginning of this pregnancy. So I switched over to a birth center. And this birth center, I had been having an eye on since like 2017. I'm like, oh, Whoa. this is where I want to go. Like once we start getting pregnant, because around that time was when we got married. And I was like, oh, yeah, like next year we're going to start trying to get pregnant. Like, where do I want to? I definitely don't want to give birth at a hospital. Even yeah. back then, I already knew. And so I found this birth center and I'm like, cool, it's in Pasadena. Like, I definitely want to birth here. After my OB, I switch over. I'm there for two months. And then they send an email and they say, we're shutting down in two weeks. Uh in two weeks you need to like within two weeks you need to find another care provider because oh we're literally gosh. shutting down our entire business what where i was like hell? what the fuck and yeah that was really stressful and luckily like i'm still like you know i still have a lot of time so i just felt so bad for the parents that like were even yeah, like closer to their due date because they were like yeah like there's these rumors about how like the business side of that birth center got really shady like I don't know. There's rumors that they pretty much puts like the husband of the wife of the owner, whatever, is a lawyer and like put things into place to like make sure that the clients don't get their full money back. And that's a fact because uh, out of the money that we get, we were giving payments because it's like one full fee for this birth center. We were giving payments. And like I said, I only went there for two months. And that amount of money that I gave, we only got like a tiny bit back. And like they charge us like so much per visit where I'm like, this is shady as hell. So dealing with that whole birth center thing, I'm like, oh, my God, I have like two months before I give birth. Is that I need really to find any another different place. from the scam that the medical system is, though? I mean, there it's like thirty thousand dollars for, yeah, for you to be in the hospital give, yeah. for a day or something to give a baby. It's yeah, like, come it's on, wild. what is costing thirty thousand dollars? Yeah, you with wild. insurance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with insurance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all a scam. <laughs> yeah. So that other birth center going there i was already like oh, even though i really wanted to come here they weren't gonna let me give birth at the birth center because i'm having a v-back which is called a vaginal birth after cesarean so like i'm considered like a little bit more high risk because yeah. like there is like there's literally one percent a one percent chance of my scar bursting open mm -hmm. like and then causing crazy complications and so that's the reason why like some places would be like, oh, no, you should just not give birth here. Like you're not the best candidate. So that was the case with this just other birth center. Just for legal liability reasons. Yeah, they were going to have me birth. Like I was getting my care with the midwife at the birth center. But to birth, I was going to still have to birth out of hospital. And I was really bummed about that because I'm like, like I really didn't want to birth out of hospital. But at least it'll be under midwife care. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I can like still try to implement things that I would like either at home or at the birth center like low lights or whatever it is so anyway so then that birth center shutting down was actually a blessing in disguise because then they luckily they sent us a list of providers that would be willing to take patients from or clients from that birth center so i found this other birth center and this one is like 
the gold standard, like so much better than the one that I was previously with. Like going to these midwives, like they made me feel so like whole, like a whole person, like a whole patient. Like they actually treated you like a, they treated me an individual so, human being. Yeah, like with so much respect too, which like this might sound excessive, but every time before she touched me, she was like, I'm gonna touch you. Is that okay? Like she asked me for every time and I'm like, oh my God, that made a big impact on yeah. me. Cause I'm like to be you're not treated like cattle yeah, yeah like to be treated with respect i don't know i'm getting emotional yeah. <laughs> Wait, i'm gonna touch you is that okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i didn't even cry when i talked about this before but yeah yeah like do you feel like you've never really gotten that level of respect no not in like as a patient yeah <laughs> sorry okay you're you got a lot of hormones you're allowed to yeah, cry. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna blame the hormones if you didn't cry yeah. i would wonder if the baby was healthy because yeah. <laughs> like, there wouldn't be enough chemicals in there it's so yeah. funny i can't believe i'm crying um <clears throat> it makes sense yeah. though because like when you've experienced kind of a cold and yeah. traumatic feeling from a hospital and then to go into something that's kind of like a hospital but to get that level of personal attention and to be told like you don't have to be here if you don't want to and yeah to that, that's is insane because like, your, your old ob was in the same office as my old ob yeah but i had a, a male and he was always very sweet and kind to me so i was like maybe try my doctor but you're like i'm already sick of this office so <laughs> yeah. i was like all right yeah. fine, like, i don't want to go to that a lot of the trauma that i've had um comes from the experience of me giving birth to isaac because i was 17 back then too like they didn't respect me like of they course not they didn't yeah. listen to me i i kept telling them I'm like I think my baby's upside like breach and they wouldn't listen until I like I finally asked for an ultrasound and the only reason why I got that ultrasound was because Isaac's aunt was the medical assistant to my OB oh, like geez. it was literally like the stars had to align for us to find out that he was breech and that's what led to the c-section so yeah like I definitely don't ever like and I had never felt respected as a, yeah. patient, as a patient yeah going, going to this birth center um it just yeah like i'm really happy that i get to be with these midwives I'm glad you found and, that place and yeah be able too. to birth there too so yeah. i'm really excited i'm so and happy for you <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it really it feels like you found the match you mm -hmm. know like and it was scary too even after i got like like trying to get into this new birth center i'm like oh my god i don't know if they're gonna take me because they only take a certain amount of patients um, just so they don't have like an overflow, whatever. Yeah. So they can care so for they can each do person. Their job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck. Like I don't know if they'll even accept me. Finally, I, we got accepted, and I had a nightmare. Like after getting accepted, after going to my first appointment, like okay, cool. Like I'm safe. Here we go. That night or like in that week, I had a nightmare that my midwife like changed her tune and she started being mean to me. Oh, and like yeah. she just started to like change things and like was being so rude and disrespectful. And I'm like, whoa, what happened? And then and then like the the owner of the birth center was like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, you know, you're gonna have to find somewhere else. And I'm like, wow. No. <laughs> oh, so Did you wake up crying? I almost did. Yeah, yeah, I almost did. I I didn't. I was crying in my in my dream, but yeah. not in real life. That's so funny. Like that same shit. I wonder if it just, you know, because they say your dreams are your biggest fears and anxieties mm -hmm. or the or like your wishes and wants. Mm -hmm. um, when Steve and I first started dating and I was like, I dude, I really think this guy's my soulmate. And he was like the best fucking ever. Um, I would have dreams, nightmares of him just like being cold and mean all of a sudden and him like going back to his ex or like him being like, what, I don't love you. Like, mm -hmm. I don't I don't even care about you. Like, and, and just being so mean. Yeah. And I would wake up crying like, cause 
he i thought i found like the perfect person yeah. and then yeah i think and then you found the perfect thing and yeah. you're, you're dreaming about her being like no you're not welcome yeah it's not like, we don't God like you damn, why yeah it's so funny wow. i guess it's like our our subconscious being like all right so we finally got the is... thing we wanted <laughs> yeah like prepare Please for the worst away. just in case just like you were talking about about like getting scared of losing it yeah. after you find something yeah. so perfect and you're mm -hmm. like please please let me keep it it's almost like you don't believe that you're allowed to have it yeah, yeah. right yeah yeah that's, that's a true. whole other issue we should unpack some episode because yeah. i feel like all of us have that in in a way yeah mm -hmm. i think so yeah and it's good i mean i feel happy hearing some even though there's been struggle in your story it's almost like you guys struggled to get pregnant for so long mm -hmm. like you know there was just a lot of issues happening and yeah. then now like it's finally ha it's almost like it was like it was supposed to happen the mm -hmm. way it did like you're supposed to wind up here on the day that you do mm -hmm. and so like the fact that it wasn't working before at the time you're just like oh this is like i don't know you know mm -hmm. like but now it's like it kind of makes sense like things maybe needed yeah the time that they that needed. Growth needed to happen yeah the, the writers put a good arc in the season they did yeah. they put a really good arc yeah, yeah. in that so we weren't sure what was gonna happen and you like, wound up was she gonna perfect... have to give birth in a hospital yeah <laughs> we're sure and you got pushed into the gold standard place so. yeah i'm, I'm really happy minute. now you get to have the sensual experience you always wanted in the birth center <laughs> we're not we're not making no. the birth center sexy <laughs> But we do have a sexy ad <laughs> for you guys out there, you guys and gals. Uh, it's Dipsy, which is an audio app for sexy stories. Mm -hmm. I know we like to do a sexy voice, but I don't really have a sexy do it. voice. What's your, do it. You can try. <laughs> I can you pretend. Try. Commit. <laughs> but my voice is still kind of, my throat's still Even better. scratchy. Okay. Sometimes doing less can lead to so Okay, never mind. I, I okay, regret Jesus. it. Oh, she was so good. <laughs> I just wanted, no matter what I she was, was going to do, vulnerable. I was going to shit on it. I was being vulnerable. Dipsy Stories. It. No, okay. Dipsy Stories believes in less. <laughs> I can't do too. it now. I love it. That's you're me doing too. Great. Every time I try doing the Dipsy ad in the sexy voice, I can yeah. only do like two sentences Dipsy and that's stories. it. You, it's about the, it's like the inflection. Dipsy Stories. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Believes in less analyzing and more feeling your feelings. Ooh. <laughs> less stressing and more easing into things. Okay, now <laughs> it's someone's kink. Less yeah. scrolling and more savoring the moment. Go British. <laughs> You're in for a ride, okay. okay? Less pressure and more pleasure. <laughs> why, why, why am I in a library? <laughs> I don't know what happened. Dipsy Stories is an app full of sexy audio stories, and they now even have brand new written stories. No matter who you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy helps bring the stories to life anytime, anywhere. Just close your eyes and let yourself get lost in a world <laughs> where only good things happen. That's a drama teacher. And pleasure is your only priority. <laughs> Explore your fantasies in a safe, shame-free way. There are hundreds of stories to choose from and they release new content every week, so there's always more to explore. They also have wellness sessions to help you wind down and explore the sleep sessions to help you drift off. For our listeners, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com mood. Make sure to use our code. That's 30 days full access for free when you go to dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A, stories.com slash mood, dipsystories.com slash mood. And um, while you're listening to these stories, you want to make sure you have a nice, healthy body. <laughs> to okay, sure. 
to yeah to enjoy that stuff with and that's where ritual comes in (laughs) (laughs) so we deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why especially when it comes to something that we take every single day gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored because over 97 percent of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin d from their diet and 95 percent are not getting the recommended daily intake of key omega-3s gotta get that d mm-hmm. rituals essential for women 18 and over multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 and over it is formulated with nutrients to help support brain health bone health blood health and provide antioxidant support i personally love ritual i've been taking their prenatal for like Mm -hmm. over a year and a half Mm -hmm. or maybe even two years now i really a long time i absolutely love it and i've taken other prenatals in the past and those like they're really gross and you you know the the burp yes the Mm -hmm. vitamin burp that you could taste like the fish oil and nasty i never once ever have gotten that with ritual and i my pee doesn't come out bright like yellow like my body's actually absorbing Mm -hmm. all the nutrients that ritual has i'm a huge fan i love it so much that i even got um vitamins for my sons because they also have like vitamins for teens so I'm a huge fan. Absolutely recommend Ritual. And Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash bigmood and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off ritual.com slash bigmood. Ritual.com slash bigmood. Yeah, so I can't believe I got emotional there, but... I'm glad you did. Yeah, like, I don't know. It just It really has been... A journey. It's yeah. good to rec- it's good to recognize when good things happen too. So like even yeah. if it makes you emotional and it's mm-hmm. embarrassing, it's like it's, it's tears of relief and yeah. gratitude and yeah, because yeah. like, like even, recognize that you have that beautiful support. Yeah, I really love too, like how at this birth center, like the first the first appointment is um minimum like an hour long. So she we went through like my whole history, but also she really wanted to. um touch base on my emotional state too like how i'm feeling about giving birth like how i'm feeling during pregnancy like what trauma how do i have that might come up during birth because like they really say like while you're in labor and you're giving birth like there's a lot of things that come up if you don't deal with it during pregnancy like you're gonna have to deal with it then and so yeah like bringing up the fact that i've i've had past trauma like she's she recommended a, a therapist and like just really treating me as a whole person so yeah. i'm like oh my god I it's love not this just place. about the baby that's like in your uterus mm-hmm. she's like i need to make sure you're okay yeah <laughs> like yeah and that's the beauty about midwives yeah. too that i've been learning a lot about like their whole approach um to care for um, like prenatal care it really is that it's like dealing with the whole person because they they know mental like your psycho your psychology going into birth plays a huge role because if you don't feel safe if you feel like scared or if you feel like whatever you feel that's gonna affect how you're bringing out this kid yeah and like it, it will stall labor if you're not feeling safe or whatever yeah so i don't know it's been really it's been really interesting just learning a lot and preparing myself for this big event that's gonna be coming really soon because now i'm 33 weeks wow. so seven more weeks <gasps> what oh and by the time this comes out oh yeah but it'll be like i think this comes out in the week of like the week before i'm due oh my god <laughs> so it's crazy are you like how are you feeling in general are you like 
really excited or like super excited are you do you feel prepared i feel for not just the birth but for like the the new parenthood journey yeah that part um that part i'm unpacking still a little bit yeah Um, one thing at a time (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah because um yeah right now like my sole focus is like preparing for birth and like okay we can do this body we got this you're so strong already carrying this baby and like just doing all these things right so that's like been most of my energy has been focused on the labor like the birth but like really thinking about like bringing in a new kid into our lives and like getting to know this personality and like raising a whole nother person and like you got stuff to do now every minute of the <laughs> yeah. day like you've yeah. got someone that you have to got take care of now like, all yeah. over again yeah like we recently had our baby shower so like we were unpacking like doing all the presents and stuff and like i washed all the bottles like washing all the blankets and everything and i'm like figuring out where to put them and like thinking of a system of like how to like just things mm-hmm. and yeah. like organizing and then me thinking like oh my god i'm, I'm gonna have like a kid yeah. yeah to like do these things with and like that's so and feed fun. and like change their diaper and like just so many things and then i'm thinking about all this but a lot of it too um that comes with these thoughts is like and i'm gonna get to do that with casey and like mm-hmm. i get to like show casey a lot of the things that i've already learned that he's gonna be learning and like doing this together and like and then thinking about like having Isaac around in the mm-hmm. house and thinking of ways of like how to make him feel involved but not overwhelmed yeah. and like not neglected mm-hmm. and like yeah there's just there's a lot there's a lot having a teenager and a newborn yeah. at the same time has got to be like a wild time as a parent <laughs> we'll see because those are supposedly like the hardest yeah. time yeah exactly like you are gonna be on very little sleep yeah. and then you have a teenager i know he's like peak teenager right now too do you think he's gonna try to get close to the baby or do you think he's gonna do that like uh whatever like it's not really my deal i'm going to college now like i'm not gonna he's already doing the second the the latter like i'm not i don't give a shit about this kid yeah he's already like yeah i'm gonna move out it's your second like it's your kid now like i'm not i'm gone peace out yeah he really is with that attitude yeah. and I'm, maybe he'll come back around in like five years once the kid is kind of has a little bit more of a personality and he'll get closer yeah and to if the then. kid like looks up to him mm-hmm. i yeah. think that will change hopefully they can be bit. somewhat close in some yeah. way that's what i'm really hoping even if too. it's like an uncle vibe you know yeah i'm really hoping for that for something like some mm-hmm. sort of like connection, connection and or bonding and like throughout the pregnancy like whenever the baby's kicking or something I'm like oh isaac let me get your hand and he's like oh, okay whatever and then there was this one time where I mean, I'm also like hormonal, right? Yeah. So we're dealing with two very hormonal yeah. people. Like there was this one day where I was just like, you know what? I gotta like, I gotta get this off my chest. And I'm like, Isaac, like I just, it really hurts me that you don't, you don't really want to connect with this baby. Yeah. Or like it, it hurts my feelings that, you know, you're, you're really avoidant or whatever. Like we had a conversation about it and he was so sweet. He was just like, okay, mom, I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm going to try. And, and, you know, and then the next opportunity he comes up to me and like or he was saying good night that night and he like gives me a hug and then he goes good night baby and like he tries to Aww. talk to the baby and i'm like <laughs> you're such a good kid that's yeah. sweet yeah like he he received what i said and like he mm-hmm. put it into usually action. you just have to tell people what's in your head because they don't really know like what, <laughs> so, what you need yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just tell people what you need uh yeah but 
for a 13 year old like that's impressive yeah oh my, you responded oh my god quickly. yeah yeah oh my dude yeah i'm so proud of him like instead of being like oh whatever like yeah. why are you so upset yeah exactly yeah yeah well so that just goes to show that you did a good job yeah. with him despite <laughs> despite you know being like a teen mom and all the mm-hmm. shit you were going through for that so then imagine how good yeah, of and a despite mom be his, now uh, that despite, you're grown yeah <laughs> despite his teenager hormones he still has the good upbringing in him mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's true yeah. yeah that's i'm excited what about you that's jess crazy. what you been doing in texas besides getting omicron <laughs> absolutely <laughs> fuck all dude the uh, other day we were like okay we're gonna have a meeting for big moon and she's like oh i can't make it i have a company volleyball <laughs> game <laughs> like, so what cute. is happening <laughs> company volleyball yeah, game so, in the winter <laughs> yeah it was cold as shit too let me tell you i don't know whose fucking idea it was to, jo- to join a volleyball an outdoor sand volleyball oh, league no. running from december through january yeah. Um, but yeah, so the cheapest. Your accountants are like, okay, <laughs> this is for the budget. <laughs> no, our company's paying for it. It's like, it doesn't matter. It just it's year round, so they don't expect anything to really be that cold. But it's been cold, yeah. So I don't know what the so fuck. <laughs> but yeah, it's just this sports league that runs twenty four seven. Basically, there's always like a league of something. But our our company, like, there's just like the sports guy right like there was a guy that like did played baseball in college and so like he's the one that goes around the office like hey do you guys want to join a league and like and they they had a golf one too or something and then this guy like they they won and so it's just like something that you can brag about in the office to to make the managers notice you like oh you're creating team building activities Mm. and so i'm like i'm in one of those you know like i'm just doing things to like be involved getting credit Mm -hmm. yeah getting social credit (laughs) extra credit you know like um that that never stops good for you though like yeah personally and also just to get and it only takes like an hour out of my day i go to their thing we play like it's like best two out of three and then the last the one we lost it was fucking cold though i mean yeah i was like i don't give a shit get me out of here um but yeah it just it's really quick it takes like an hour but then you're like building rapport with your coworkers, and you just like get to do extra things you think in the summertime you're gonna wear those little volleyball shorts (laughs) well i need to get back into the the boss to notice you (laughs) i'm in the volleyball (laughs) no uh i don't need my box my boss is sexualizing me um no no no. you're just noticing your volleyball skills (laughs) noticing my skills yeah. yeah keep keep me around for my skills yeah okay yeah, no, so, um, yeah, I've just, I don't know, I've just been working, and then I've been hanging out with my dad a lot. I've been going on a lot of dates that have still not really gone anywhere. What's the Indiana Jones update? Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> so, I haven't been here since November, yeah. right? It was November when November. we last saw mm-hmm. each other. So, mm-hmm. I wound up waiting, like, a month or something, and then I, like, reached out to the girl that's, like, the mid-person that knows him or whatever, and I was like, yo, can I get his number? I'm kind of, like, not interested in dating him, but, like... We had a good night. So I, I kind of have room for another good night. You yeah. Know I mean, like, I realize that I don't I really honestly don't want a relationship right now. Like, I just don't. I'm just trying to get my myself together still. So but I do enjoy like going out, getting drunk, maybe dancing or doing something fun and then mm-hmm. having sex. And then like then I can just focus again on work on Monday. Not like, is he going to call me? Are yeah, we going to start yeah. a relationship? Is my whole life going to change? Do I need to fucking make room for this person? It's like part of your R&R schedule. Like- yeah, it's like I just... I and that's when I actually enjoy men the most <laughs> is when I'm drunk and we're dancing and having fun. You're good for two things: having sex and having sex, and then get the dancing fuck out of the dick. Yeah. I it. don't want to hear your fucking shit on a Tuesday morning. Um, so, <laughs> so that's kind of what's working for me right now. I've seen him like two more times or something, but then also like that, like long periods of time will go between us even speaking, and I'm like totally okay with it. There's not really like we did go to a dinner. 
we did have dinner and then we went out again one night and just like talking and stuff and i'm like yeah there's not really like a yeah it gives him time to explore temples and find holy grails and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. he's very busy yeah raiding tombs <laughs> temples of doom raiding. yeah yeah he's very busy with other yeah but no i and i've been to his house he's like remodeling a house it's like a duplex that he's remodeling to like oh. rent out and all this stuff and like he was just like what do you think of me should i buy these fucking blunt you know like this shit and i'm like yeah sure whatever yeah, hop, let me hop on that dick you know like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah i'm just um I I I do foresee a future. I'm like I hope at some point I could find somebody to love and like keep them around as a companion like 24/7. I don't necessarily want to always just be like meeting yeah. new guys or whatever, but like for now as I'm going into we're going to have a busy season which means I'm going to work 55 hours a week Holy shit. from January through May. Is that including so- volleyball or like <laughs> on top of it? On top of volleyball. <laughs> okay, wow. Um, so it's like, I know I don't have, I can't give someone the time of day even really. It's like, I can see you on a Saturday night yeah. and then I could say goodbye to you Sunday morning and then I have to get back to work. And that's just kind of where I'm at right now. And I'm okay with it. I feel good about that. I feel good about like just working a lot and kind of getting, cause I feel like I spent a lot of my time in my last relationship supporting him and his mm-hmm. career goals and stuff. And I was just kind of like wandering. You lost yourself. I kind yeah. of lost myself. I didn't really set myself up for my own future. So now I'm kind of making up for lost time. Everyone else is kind of on a, I'm going to work less tip right now, which thank I, you know, applause to the rest of the world. Cause I think a lot of people needed that. It's me on the lake. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm people. yeah. But for me, like, I feel like I had already like retired for six years. Yeah. You know, I had this long break and now I'm like, I want to get out. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I need got to get back this, to guys. work. Yeah. Back I need to, to work. set myself up for security. So yeah, I'm just fucking looking at Zillow every weekend. I'm like making a plan. I, hopefully by the time I come back, I think we're not filming again together or me. At yeah, least. I'm skipping. You. I'm going to be skipping a couple of future filming episodes, but I am coming back in May and I'm hoping by then I'll kind of have like something to say Ooh. about All right. what I'm, what I'm going to be buying in Austin. So we'll see where I am with that at that yeah. point in time because my lease is up in May. So. Yeah, I think both of these things have been really good for you because, again, it's all about finding balance. You know, mm-hmm. if you're too much one way or the other, then you're going to feel stressed and, and unbalanced as a person, not happy. Yeah. And I think that before when you like you did you hadn't started work again like a like a nine to five schedule and you wanted a relationship and so there was a lot of pressure on like the next guy has to be like husband material and it was just a lot of pressure and so when it doesn't happen it's like oh now back to this like nothingness and um and then friendships and social circles everything seemed like kind of like off the table um and then now you're kind of it's like training wheels. It's like you got integrated back into having a balanced life. You got your work going on. Mm-hmm. You got some extracurricular activities where you're socializing. Yeah. You got extracurricular like, activities. <laughs> there it I is. I try to make it work, but I don't know. Extracurriculars. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> got there. Um, yeah, and then you're you're not putting the pressure on like the relationship aspect and you have your own goals outside of a relationship is like i'm gonna buy a house and yeah we're it's really work. healthy it's, it's, yeah i think it's yeah. super healthy i sort of feel like i need to do everything alone and then bring someone in i don't know why i'm just kind of like i really just one thousand percent i want to well, get like my own spot. yes yeah i want to get my own spot i want to feel like totally and I'll, i'm just so used to being alone now that i'm like imagining 
like having someone in my house like during the week and, and in my head i'm like what the fuck like you don't belong can here you go so like i want to do your dishes too like, yeah what the fuck? like you know so i don't know i just kind of like the idea and, and some people will probably be like ah well you know you're gonna get old and ugly and you can't do that forever Who but i'm like cares? they're just projecting yeah, i'm like if you're happy because if i have the money i could probably keep it nice and tight and yeah. like still be pulling in my 50s and 60s so I'm, i may not even really need to go the marriage route my cousin is the same i have a cousin in Austin she's in her 40s and she's got her own house and everything and her own job and her, cool. she like Do barbecues by herself in the backyard yeah that's cute she'll like have all the cousins over I've got a lot of cousins in that age range like the 40s age mm. range and then so I finally started getting invited to the little barbecues and stuff and I'm like this finster life is fine yeah. you know what I mean like she's chilling she has no fucking issues like so that's why I don't yeah. understand how people can't understand that that people find happiness in different things yeah. yeah like maybe for some people they really like having kids and mm -hmm. have a family life yeah. and for other people maybe they really like i just like don't know if i have the personality have... for it yeah. <laughs> and and how come both can't be happy why right. is yeah. it why is it like you have to do it you the way that i find happiness yeah. <laughs> i find happiness this way so all people must find yeah. happiness once this i way. realized so like i always heard that thing well what what scared me the most in my life was like oh i don't want to die alone right like that's where i'm like mm, oh, yeah. to a certain point i'll be cool but then it's gonna get sad right you're gonna die then i'm like how many women do i know that are like in their late 60s early 70s their husbands have already died their kids fuck off they don't yeah. even fucking never come see them anyway mm -hmm. and then they're just like kind of alone trying to find social groups where they wind up in a nursing home and they're still alone so like having a family or a husband or something throughout your life doesn't guarantee that at the end of your life you're even gonna have shit mm -hmm. that's true so that's not the reason to do those things like yeah. if that's your reason to do those things then you could wind up with nothing anyway yeah, so then if that was honestly my only reason mm -hmm. i was like i need to have kids there someone's got to figure out what to do with me i need to have a husband so and i'm like that motherfucker probably gonna die of a heart attack before i do so if that, yeah. that really was my only reasoning i was like at the end of my life i'm worried about what that's gonna look like but now i'm kind of like i'll just fucking take myself out if it gets that sad i'll just yeah. fucking go out like yo i believe in that like um you know it's very controversial the planned suicide thing that's like, what i'm yeah. thinking i i believe like if i'm at a certain age where i'm like i can't even i don't have my mental there i don't have my physical there someone There's has to no wipe my here. ass yeah like, What's they the made point? suicide pods i think in the netherlands yeah. i saw it's like you get in and then yeah, you like just Futurama. like kind of wait when you're ready you press they a button you. and it fucking it takes or, out all of the oxygen and it puts all yeah, of nitro nitrogen in yeah. and then you just kind of like euphoric for a minute and then you're just fucking dead so down <laughs> yeah so i'm like man like we've got another 30 40 years so there should hopefully be like suicide centers suicide maybe suicide robots suicide pod centers <laughs> suicide, centers. suicide, yeah. booth. suicide wellness <laughs> and then even if you yes it's like goop right so even if you like get like for me in my life i'm just thinking like oh that kind of sort of makes things like even better because like i don't even have to worry that much about saving for retirement like i can just make money kind of spend a lot of it as i go because then like yeah. what people are waiting for people are mostly saving like a million dollars or two million dollars to either pass it on or stop working at some point and then have money to live mm -hmm. on right but i'm like i could just fucking ball out for the rest of my life i don't have to give it to anyone <laughs> and then when i run out and i'm, tired like, I'm, of out, working, I'm 55 going yeah, to yeah. suicide pod I'm like, if i'm so tired yeah. of working yeah. and i have no money left i'll just fucking bounce <laughs> like why do i need to work got a one-way ticket to the netherlands <laughs> don't call that, so that's my plan i told my friend this my friend that's in austin and she was like 
I don't I don't like what you're saying to me right now. I was just like, no, this is a good thing. Like yeah. I'm happy about my plan. That facial expression <laughs> is what made her eyes bugged out. This is a good yeah. thing. I'm like, no, I'm actually like because I've been depressed for a lot of like my twenties and then like what the fuck am I doing in my thirties? I like that the one thing like, that excites her is death now. <laughs> it really is. No, no. But I mean I, I'm seeing that out, you know, like I'm third I'll be thirty-five in June. So I'm, I'm imagining that I have 45, 55, 65, maybe a good 30 years. Because yeah. after 70, you know, after 70, it's questionable. It's my, questionable. My dad's 68 and he's in good health. So yeah. it's not like I'm going to be decrepit at mm-hmm. 75. But like, I imagine there's not too much left after 75 <laughs> yeah. to 85 to 95. It's like, it's, you know, it's like, you're, oh, you're, barely hanging, <laughs> you're, barely, you're barely hanging on. Where's right? that reaper? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm calling you. Um, So I'm just like, I don't know. I don't, I, what am I, I am working a lot right now, but I think it's just because I want to be able to pay for a lot of shit while I'm young and alive and like, I wonder how expensive those suicide pods are. Well, I'm going to save for that. I'm going to save for that. Yeah. You have to pay for that. That's going to be the one thing I'm, so I'm not saving for a retirement where I'm going to be in a boat for fucking three years, you know, like I'm going to save for the suicide pod because it'll just be easier to go out. <laughs> and way. on that note, yeah. we are done with the, this episode. <laughs> the second Please episode subscribe we and like, make sure you find out what happens yes. on these titillating journeys. Yes. <laughs> Mine is still a long journey. Don't worry. I'm not trying to go yeah, right yeah. now. You gotta watch for a long time. You yeah. gotta subscribe. Be a long time subscriber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get the arc. Um, anyway, good job on the set, Tiff. And uh, um, oh, yeah, we go check out the, the sponsors. I know it's beautiful. Check out their vlog. Yeah, you can Tune in vlogs. next week. We'll talk about the set. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Cliffhangers. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, subscribe. Follow us on uh, Instagram. We ask you for prompts. And actually, yeah. one of the upcoming episodes has to do with that. So tune in and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.